Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, we have Scott McCready, Marco Abeneza, and David Smeriglio. I hope I haven't messed up David's name there. And Scott is the CEO of Ferris Biltech. All of these guys are going to walk us through a product called Harmonic. And this is something that's really interesting to, to Nick and myself. We grew up on construction sites. We kind of watched all the cement being poured, the foundation going down. Our father ran a drywall company. So then his company would walk in there when it was the time for the drywall and the insulation, the taping and so forth. We would get thrown into these projects. I remember going around with my father even before he had his own company out on subdivisions as a kid and hanging around on these drywall sites. And then when he had his own company, watching the whole process go down and then he transitioned into condos and how condos were being built. So we do have some experience in this whole construction world, whether we wanted to or not. I, I think of Nick and myself more as the laborers that our father used as family labor that would haul material up the building so he didn't have to pay $50 to rent the hoist on a Saturday morning. But he had two sons who would run up these boxes of tapers ready mix up 13 stories of a condo or whatever it was. Anyway, I'm way off track. Um, but what these guys share are some advanced building envelope technology. I have never heard of this type of stuff before, but wait until you hear what Scott describes as available in the Canadian marketplace right now. So we have a great chat, the, uh, chat about this stuff. The engineers in the crowd here are really going to enjoy this stuff. I really appreciated getting to know this better because I really think it's going to impact the way we build properties. And if you're a real estate investor, it's going to impact your options to add on extensions to properties. Wait till you hear about it. And if you're going to knock down a house and build, it's a completely different approach. Nick and I are looking at some of our rentals in the near future. We might be going down a path or we're going to be knocking down one of them and building um, over the next year, 18 months or so. So this stuff is super interesting to us to, to learn about. And if you are listening to this at the end, you should know that Scott makes an offer to do a bit of a design, a free evaluation where they'll do a free property design build evaluation. They charge $400 for this thing, but at the end, he's going to hand out the URL, but I'm just going to hand out the URL for this now. He's capping it to 10 because this does take some time. So if you have a property and you want to add something onto it, or you want to do a design build of some sort, and you want an evaluation from these guys, you can go to this URL. It's ferrisbuildtech.com forward slash ferris dash Rockstar and Ferris is F E R I S. So FerrisBuildTech.com forward slash Ferris dash Rockstar, and you can claim one of these things. The URL for this will also be in the show notes of this episode at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast. You'll find that URL there as well. And if you are listening to this and you want to get into the real estate game, but you have some questions on the fundamentals of the real estate market or what's happening with real estate going forward, there are two specific reports that I think you might be interested in. One is the destruction of the middle class where we map out the data on what's happening to the middle class here and what's happening to assets set prices compared to income. And that is available at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. The second report is a population report where you break down some of the biggest trends happening in the population space here in the GTA and the Golden Horseshoe. You can get that report at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. I feel like I'm mixing all my words. I must still be in the holiday break. Maybe too much wine over the holidays. Anyway, both those reports are rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. That's it for the intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. 
It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Marco, we're live, and I just we're going to start this off by saying I know I'm a funny guy, so don't worry. If I say yeah. a joke, you can laugh, man. Yeah, just I let will. it out. Don't I try will. to hold it in. So we are live with Scott, Dave, and Marco. The crazy thing is that out of this out, around this table, I was just saying that Scott's definitely the nicest person here. I can just tell by his tone of voice, where he grew up, because you grew up where exactly? St. John, New Brunswick. Yeah, St. John, New Brunswick. So yeah. anyone from St. John, New Brunswick is going to be much nicer than Dave. Like, Dave, I'm sure you're a good guy, but like you grew up in Toronto and Mississauga. Like, I get it. Marco went to the same high school as me. I definitely know what all he's all about. As and, I and, do and, you. Yeah, yeah that's right. So we grew up in Toronto and Mississauga. You went to Pocock as well? I did, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You have three people from Pocock. Scott, I feel sorry for you. Well, there's you. a joke that uh, in the East Coast that we spend the first 20 years of our life trying to get out. In the next 20 years trying to get back. So. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. But, uh, okay, so, uh, Scott, let's start. Uh, let, how? What's the relationship here? You are, are, did you start this whole thing? I'm one of the co-founders of Ferris Build Tech. We're uh, based in Kingston, Ontario. Um, we're um, essentially a building technology company. So we manufacture a high-performing, net-zero-ready, passive house standard building envelope called harmonic and it's made of two uh, really simple ingredients we'll get into that <laughs> simple components i should say but um it's lightweight super durable easy to install high uh, high performance so very energy efficient and it's going to save people uh lots of money on their heating heating and cooling bills and um ultimately that's what we want to talk about today to share with your group so, so this is actually the structure of the building itself that you guys are basically re-engineering here so it and is, before i get to yeah, that yeah. how does this company even exist like how does a company get to the point where it's like a technology company bringing new building material to market like, right is this an evolution from a previous company so we acquired the technology the core technology or the base technology two and a half years ago from an inventor in Nevada. And um, it had some deficiencies. It falls into the category of what's called a structural insulated panel. And uh, some of the listeners might be familiar with that. So it's uh, two components are EPS, which is the thermal component, and, light, and then light gauge steel, which is the structural component. And so these two core components have been around in tons of commercial applications for about 35 years and uh, through this category called SIPs. So what we did is we took this and uh, through some R&D work that we did with Queens Engineering and St. Lawrence College, our R&D team climate-proofed it. Um, so we did that by eliminating thermal bridging and essentially created a high-performing, um, new, com completely new technology that um, is highly customizable and, uh, and can, be, can be pretty much uh, specified for any building application. So sometimes I think what we do here at Rockstar, like we're really helping people and we look at numbers and properties and we think maybe, I don't know if we think we're smart, you know, but sometimes we like, we pat ourselves on the back, like, okay, we're doing the best we can and we're doing good things. And then I hear someone like Scott, you speak about what you're doing with your business. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy's our freaking rocket scientist. Like to go through the process of what you're going through and just to describe it from the way I understand it. And Marco, Dave, I don't, you just pipe in if, the, if I'm incorrect here, but basically, so the the wall at the edge of a bill of a house instead of using 
two by sixes, two by fours, whatever we're using. And then every 16 inches, because, you know, I don't know what they're spaced out these days. Uh, 16 inches was already too much, I think, but uh, 16 inches and then putting insulation between them and then a vapor barrier in front of that insulation, then drywall in front of that. And on the back end of that wall, like a brick veneer, I guess, probably some paper of some sort, and then a brick veneer to make the the edge of a house, Mm -hmm. basically, because that's how it's fabricated today or it has been. Mm -hmm. You, you're basically replacing that wall structure with something completely different that is one single unit that does everything from the exterior right to, is it is it paintable or do you put drywall on top of it? it technically, it could be paintable, but because of the building code, it normally needs to have uh, like a gypsum board or drywall on top. Got it. Okay. So you're basically replacing that whole thing with these pieces that come off basically a truck and you're just assembling them like Lego, and that's how you're building a house. You're describing it pretty darn well there, Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. cool. <laughs> so it's just one thing for the listeners to know, and this is like to kind of just to put it into context as you a little bit more as you have done already, is that harmonic is the structure, the insulation, and the vapor barrier all in one system, right? So you're replacing, and uh, this is not that we're eliminating trades, but we're optimizing trades now, but... It's uh, in terms of the installation, and this is one of the huge value propositions for both builders or GCs as well as investors, is that you can install with Harmonic two or three times faster than you can with traditional material. So like we're talking about weeks or even months savings. Marco, I think, and Dave can speak to that in a little bit. Yeah, okay. And so, just on, so on the technology itself, yet for this, you're excited about it because it's it's faster to put together for sure on site for mm-hmm. sure. But you're most excited about the is it the energy efficiency of it, the la, the build quality of it? Like, what gets it's, you the most excited about this? It's you know, it's both. Um, I think there's different appeals to different the different folks, you know, some people are really focused on the environmental impact of it and, you know, the, the sustainability and durability features of it. But the, what we're hearing from a lot of certainly people on, on the builder or investor side of things is the value proposition is around the, uh, the speed of construction and the speed of installation with harmonic. Okay. Because, and I don't know if this is for you to answer or Dave or Marco or whoever, what is the speed like? So give me an example, give me outline an example where you know the speed of a traditional build, whether it's an extension or whatever, and then using this product. Okay. So the, the average, um, the average footprint of a home in Canada, according to CMHC is 2,200 square feet footprint and, um, a harmonic, uh, 2200 square foot footprint house can go up in five days with a three-person crew that's uh that's completely closed in dry including window and door installation that's insane yeah and but but wait a second though but now what about the floors because i'm i was just thinking it's all the walls right what about the floor and roof and the so yeah who's doing the foundation of the house the floors and the roof right so we integrate really well with um with all kinds of other material and, and other building technologies, including on the foundation side, ICF, of course, a really great high-performing product for foundation systems, concrete, um, cinder block, uh, you know, pretty much anything. And we also have, by the way, uh, a couple of really cool, low-impact, environmentally friendly foundation systems for single or two-story builds. Um, that we, you know, be happy to explore in more detail. And the but, floor joists then between floors? So the floor right now, that would be on the, on the, if it's just a single story, um, harmonic is, is really, is really great. 
Um, if it's a double story, uh, we do have a floor component for, you know, two, three, like however high up you want to go. But um, there may be kind of, it might not be from a price perspective. It might not be um, the best option for, for floors. So we integrate and sometimes we would, we would recommend um, installing like a TJI system, right, or some other type of alternative, unless you wanted the thermal benefit from harmonic or even some of the sound attenuation qualities that you get from the EPS. And then the roof? roof the roof is a real cool part actually that's 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 actually one of the fun things with harmonic is that because of the um it's there because of the designability and the customization that you can get with harmonic you can achieve um we can we can achieve really like cool high spans so cathedral ceilings are natural with harmonic and that's because the structure is again right in the panel right so we don't need you don't need a truss system anymore um, just with, uh, let's so, so you can so put some means, nice kind of, so on a second, so if it's just a single story house, mm-hmm. um, I can have cathedral ceilings really easily. Cause you, you were showing me before yeah. some pictures of this because the structure, the structural quality of the house is coming from these harmonic panels itself. So they are engineered to support the, well, what do they support? I guess that's the, well, roof. the that's center the roof. beam. You still would yeah, use a center, center beam. beam. Okay. But you can do like really some cool timber, you know, other kinds of LDLs. So, but, but, okay. but, and you don't, if it's a second, if I'm using it on a second story where normally I think most Canadians are familiar mm-hmm. with an attic and blowing some insulation up there and stuff, do you still have to do that? No. Really? No. Because the art, the, the insulated value of this thing is that high? It can be whatever you want. It can be R set. We can do like an R seventy passive house. Okay, so what's a, for for anyone listening to this? Yeah. What's like a typical insulation quality that you know where the the builder blows the insulation into an attic of a of a new uh, subdivision? Yeah, about R R twenty eight R thirty. And you're saying harmonic can be R. We're we're like no R forty. Yeah. Okay. And is the way to and think up. about that is that like double twice as good? Is that the kind of way to think um, about it, or not quite? Not probably not quite. Okay, but yeah. it's it's superior insulation quality. Again, what it's not to answer a question with a question, no, but no. but it would depend on. So our net our net zero energy ready performance is our is our forty minimum. But here's the thing, compared to wood, um, now not necessarily on on uh, on spray foam, but compared to wood, where there is thermal bridging, we're eighty eight percent more efficient. So that means the R the effective R is kind of moot in a way like it's not the real picture huh. right sorry can i interject here maybe we should explain what uh, thermal bridging is just in case people are sure yeah, yeah. Just when, when i heard thermal bridging i'm like okay yeah. that one will just keep going fast <laughs> so if i and come me right into I'm, the correct me if yeah. i'm uh, explaining this improperly but um essentially a piece of wood a two by six um when the whatever element hits it from the outside uh, the the Two by six has a thermal factor, so I believe it's R five point five. So it doesn't matter if what's in between the studs is at R thirty. When it hits the stud, it's only R five. So every stud you lose, it goes from R thirty to R five. Got it. Okay. We've eliminated the connection from the inside of the stud, essentially, to the outside of the stud. So the cold doesn't travel or the warm doesn't travel down the stud into the interior of the house. It stops inside the insulation. So there is no thermal bridge. It's just a bridge for the cold to get over or the warm to get over from one side to the other is not there. So when we say that uh, our roof structures are 40, it's a solid R40 with no um, 
Uh, wow, I see. It's almost like a better break, quality yeah. R40. Like it's not exactly. measuring apples to apples the way we're talking here, it sounds like. Well, to add to what Dave said as well, it's, it's the continuous insulation in harmonic, and that's, that's, what, that's what eliminates that thermal bridge that Dave said. Yeah, got about. it, got so it. Right. Do you have the studs? Come right into the mic. Comes, Come right into the mic. Yeah, with wood you have the, you have the studs, but with uh, harmonic, you don't. So it can, that's the continuous. Marco, you speak right into the mic. Can you come quite close to me? You get cozy with that mic. You get cozy with that mic. Yeah, got it. Okay. So then um, how is this being perceived? I'm just wondering, okay, so like if I'm going to just do an addition, forget a new build for a second. I buy a house. I move from where I am now somewhere else in Oakville, older house, and I want to throw up an addition off the back of the house. I guess then what do do I call you guys directly because you're supplying this product right now and say, Hey, I want to build an addition. Do you have contractors who know how to use this in this area? Is that the sequence of events? And then I get a drawing from the contractor that will use this material for my addition. So right now that kind of is the way to do it. Like call Ferris, go to ferrisbuildtech.com. You can find out how to reach us there. We have a full stack design build team at Ferris. However, we also have um, several programs that we offer and working collaboratively with design build professionals in the market. So we could work with your architect or engineer or GC, right? And we would just need to get them up to speed a little bit on our technology. Um, we have a certified installation program. So we're certifying GCs to install the product all across Ontario and, and eventually nationally. Um, so that's really just a more of a, um, an interest and um, a pedigree kind of question from our perspective is we don't need to certify every GC out there. We want the best of the best working with our product. And so, but if someone's interested, we want to, we definitely want to certify them. So. Mm -hmm. Got it. Don't you just want to get the product out there and just like the more, I guess you don't want GCs to just haphazardly put it up and then it gets a bad name. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, get it's it. a little bit more quality control, but right now we have the corporate uh, corporate installation teams that will do any like <clears throat> will do any project if until we have local you know GCs certified and yeah got and, it you're yeah. flying in your your SWAT team okay yeah, um and, got it. and then I guess what is the sequence of events here from a timeline perspective because I'm just thinking if I was going to do that addition that I described on a new house mm. um I would get some drawings done yeah. you're going to get some permits pulled um, and then really a demolition is eventually going to start and then material is going to start showing up on site mm -hmm. typically, right? A bunch of wood, a bunch of, you know, cement trucks going to pull up, pour some foundation down if they need the foundation. So this addition is going to take me, you know, some time in the traditional style, mm -hmm. but in your style, it sounds like it's completely different because most of the work is being done upfront by the design. Well, the soft costs are going to be about the same. Right. The soft uh, cost would in, uh, include wit, what? Well, on the design side. Okay, um, so the, same the design cost, same, you know, yeah, all that it. stuff, right? Um, but where you will realize time savings, it will be on the, the building envelope. Um, so we right now we have from the time that you put a purchase order in, like for whatever size that is, if it's in, just stay with your addition, you're looking at product delivery on site in less than four weeks. And installation, I told you, like I gave you an example of the kind of uh, the timeline for a 2,200 square foot house. So you can do the math on that. We did a, a couple, we've done a couple of, um, a couple of builds recently in South Etobicoke additions. Speaking of additions, 
where um, the crews were that we were certifying were uh, arguing amongst themselves at the end whether whether or not our one day install would have taken them four or six days to install. So, yeah, yeah, and beyond that, it's it, beyond the time. I think one of the most important things, or most, uh, I guess, what's wild Marco and myself is there's two components to this, right? There's the speed of installation, which is really cool. It's really cool to see it go up and you're like, wow. Yeah, well, just that video you showed me of that addition, there's people carrying sides of a house. I want to say maybe four feet by, it looked like 10 eight or 12. Eight foot three. Okay, eight foot, eight second. foot by four foot or something, just over their heads like a piece of paper. That's right. right. So and just it, seeing that blows your mind a little yeah. bit. Right, and then the 16 foot vaulted ceiling panels that, that we were hand bobbing up with a few of us, right? So, um so beyond that really cool part of it, what we we uh, should have probably documented and we will be documenting more is if you had an overhead of looking at the building site, there was very little disruption. So so there was no bin for any of it. Uh, there was yeah, I no, never thought about that. That's a big point. Mm-hmm. It's a very big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was no uh, you know huge um, trucks with. Um, lumber and with uh, uh roofing material like it just wasn't there i didn't notice diggers in that video either because the foundation i know it wasn't going into the basement this was an addition at the back of house the video i saw so you were just you didn't have to dig down well, I that guess, was one of, of our one of our new foundation systems called bay os which is an earth screw system and and so we all you need is a little mini x in there and it's got an extension on it and then that drives these uh these screws that is that the foundation sits on into the ground so and that's good enough for a canadian winter just with shifting well you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna hear actually we're we're offering a special today to your listeners to to actually do a project in the winter because we can build you around with harmonic so the foundation part tell me more how how are you getting the foundation then set you're screwing down into the earth yeah they're they're like piles like but we call they're called earth screws instead of helical piles okay in this case uh, and a pile being a traditional kind of like cylinder that goes in yeah, the ground? Yeah, so okay. it, it's it kind of goes in in the same way, except that there's torque, rotational torque yep. on the uh, on the Mini-X that's through this extension that that screws, literally screws the uh, this this big screw, six-foot screw in most cases, into the earth. And that becomes the, the footing then for the, the footings, plural, for the foundation. And that's good enough. Yeah, I'm only, the only reason I'm hesitating, I'm so used to digging down, yeah. putting down some gravel, pouring that cement footing. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, the cement footing, totally. and then putting the cement. And I've always just in my mind thought that's the way to do a proper footing. Yeah. Usually, I don't know if it's always below the frost line or not, but yeah. somehow that's in my head as well. Yeah. But this seems totally different. It's it's super cool, and I think this is where Dave was going with it, is that for like urban centers, it's amazing, right? Because it's you can you don't need to get a big you know, cement truck in there as an example. And also for uh, anywhere kind of difficult to access terrain, rocky terrain, the stuff will go through granite and go through limestone. We've done some builds in Kingston with this stuff going right through four, you know, four, four foot foundation an old foundation, then, then into limestone. So it's pretty incredible. Um, the, the options that are available for, um, for investors and homeowners these days. Yeah, got it. Okay, and so who's your primary customer so far? Has it been additions or complete homes? Who who's been taking this up so far? So we're gonna gonna let Dave and Marco speak to the the market uh, that we're one of the markets that we're looking at here in Toronto in a minute and and Ontario. Um, just wanted to to put into context that 
with the what we call our legacy product, what we acquired, there were several hundred architecturally significant builds with Harmonic. So these are like large custom homes, um, all different kinds of commercial projects too, but mostly kind of up to two to three stories. That's uh, that's kind of how far up that we've built without integrating with say pre-engineered steel. Um, but really, uh, we like our market that we're focusing on right now would be anything in the, the, the small home, and you're gonna hear about this in a moment again, custom home or light commercial um, or Within light commercial or mid mid rise commercial, we'll talk about multi unit residential drawings as well. So these would be a few different applications that we would building applications or types that we're uh, that we're doing right now. So when you look at the market right now, so before we get into some more of the examples, but when you look at the market as someone who's come come to the market with this product, mm-hmm. do you just think? why are people building with the old style? Like it's so inefficient. Like, are you just kind of laughing and scratching your head? Like, is that what's happening? And then the reason it's not being taken up, you know, by, by everyone so far is just, there's a construction industry that just isn't familiar with this yet. Is that, is that where we are here? Like, is that where, what's happening? And actually when, when, you start looking into it, you'll, you'll actually see that this stuff has been being used in Europe. It's, this is many, many years ahead of us in terms of using this stuff in Europe. And, you know, I, I know we I can t- I can attest to this because in our condo in Croatia over there, the doors and the window quality, it looks like you're walking into a vault. Right. Like the, the care that they put into their yeah. building structures. Yeah. I brought my, my brother-in-law, who's a structural engineer, to the condo that we bought while it was being built. It's a small little three-story building, right? He said, Tom, there is enough... Um, what's the steel that you put through concrete? There's enough rebar. Mm-hmm. There's enough rebar in here that if an earthquake happens to hit here, this building's not going to fall apart. The only risk is it might just f- come right out of the side of this mountain and roll down the hill as one piece. This is so solid. Mm-hmm. Like they would, So to your point, the way they build over there, it just seems to be to another level. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember my first uh, insight into that was uh, I was I was in um, Italy in 20, sorry, in 1997. And um, Damn, in, we have more than one Italian in there. You're Italian. I'm Italian as well. <laughs> There's yeah. two Italians in the room here. Oh man! And, and to me, this is really entertaining. Because I'm married to an Italian, so anyone listening, you know, I'm married to an Italian. <laughs> Come on, where's the food? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, right? Um, yeah, it was 1997, and and here's a, a, you know, southern Italy is usually pretty warm, right? But in December and January, it gets pretty cold. And you know what? It's actually I was freezing my butt off there because they don't have central air conditioning. They don't have those central things. So when it's cold, they're like building fires and they have like rooms that are heated up and whatnot. But what I noticed is that they had um, in these old structures, and Marco can speak to this as well, you know, you're talking houses that are, some some of them are 300 years old and, and a foot and a half of, of, of um, whatever they were using to build it there, you know? So how did they get like central heating in there and ducts? This is not, it's not, it doesn't work, right? But they were using what they have now, like it didn't come to Canada for 10 years after that. You know, the air conditioning systems where you have the units up. Uh, totally up know the about walls. them, yeah. yeah. I forget what they're called there. but uh, I don't know what they're called either, but we we have some of those. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's up in the kind of corner of the room and there got little pipes go to outside and there's a little motor running outside. and kind Right, of and they, they were using those like back in the, in the 1990s. So I remember when I started in real estate in, in 98, you know, going into High Park and in you know, in the summer, those houses had radiators and then open windows because there was no central air conditioning on any of them because you had to run piping and everything through it. And a lot of them didn't have that, right? But within a few years of that, then I started seeing those systems coming into Canada. And it includes you in that we don't have everything 
down pat here in no. Canada. So uh, because we, just because we haven't started using it yet doesn't mean that it's not out there. And and that's what I love about when when Scott came and he started talking to me about it. I was like this this is got to start catching on because one of the things that's bothered me as a realtor is just how the in the last 23 years there's been so little progress in in construction despite all the technology that's out there and uh so so that's where i see this this coming in is is uh, i don't expect complete subdivisions to go that that road yet um but but certainly but we're gonna try yeah, but, but certainly custom yeah. homes in addition seems like a natural place to start. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. and in some of the projects we have on the go right now, I mean, they could—they're as big as they're. Yes, you can call them additions, but they're because they're kind of attached to the houses they're on. But they're as big as houses, yeah. right? So, but so we have the the multi-unit that uh, multi hopefully units, gets yeah. off the ground next uh, next year. What, what's that project? Can you describe that one just so we get an idea? Um, it's going to hopefully be a um, a semi-detached, uh, two triplexes. And um, when I presented to the homeowner um, the benefits, what it would be to build with uh, Harmonic and Ferris, that was um, one of the biggest considerations was the time, but also the location. As uh, Scott uh, pointed out a little earlier, um, with the type of machinery, machinery that you would need to actually get this thing up and, and going. Um, but I think for the homeowner, the, the biggest consideration was the time from permitting what, is it, was this a, an income property for them yes it's currently so they have less downtime now with this it, right now it's currently a uh, a fourplex and uh, the lot is big enough it's a corner lot um, that they're going to be able to build the semi-detached uh, you know three plus three um, uh, that's so wait, that's interesting so what are they severing a piece of the lot here and building I, a new structure I think that's still I think, mm -hmm. I think that's still in the works with the city okay. Scott, but this right? is a, this is that's, another that's structure happen, yeah it is a second structure. This yeah. isn't. Yeah, uh, no, ahead. they're gonna they're gonna uh, remove what's there it's a tear now. Down. It's oh, gonna be a complete teardown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then depending on what the final um, decisions are, both from the side of the city and and also the homeowner. Um, but the whole idea was to build this three plus three or six, and um, the the materials, the time. Um, th these were all major, major. Um, you know, deciding factors for the homeowners because um, if if a traditional construction would take up to a year, even a little bit longer, uh, to have that, uh, so to you know to to, to to split the time in half, uh, you're saving huge amounts of money on just um, you know construction insurance, which in the city of Toronto runs around twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars a month. So if you're you know if it's a year build and you're doing it in six. You know, that's $18,000 right there in savings. That's also six months sooner that you can get tenants into your into your building. Um, so that's there's an income there of six more units getting that rent. And then how long does it take to get the architect up to speed to do the... Did you guys... Are you doing the design work? Yes. Oh, yeah, you guys so are? This, the, okay. so, so this is a really a good question that you asked uh, a moment ago as well. So how would this work? So we... Um, so if you already have a design or your architect, you want to work with your architect to design. We, we can just take take their design and translate it into harmonic, into a production drawing, ultimately. So whatever, when it's, you know, when it's finalized and ready for permitting, then we just take that and translate it. Hmm, got it. So, and, and you don't have to go through any other permitting process because of the structure? 
itself because once it's approved it's approved i guess yeah exactly okay. so i mean we would sorry we would translate it before it's submitted for permit oh okay got that's, it that's, got what, it. I, that's okay. what i meant to okay. say um, however we can also start from the beginning as well so we, we can enter pretty much at any point in the design stage and again that can be with us or it can be with a third-party architect or engineer or okay. GC. And then let's say, I think you guys answered this for me before when I mm -hmm. asked when we first met, but let's say we're doing this build that Marco you're talking about or an addition, whatever, but halfway through the build, we're like, holy smokes, that window is not in the right spot. Like it's, it's per design, like it's exactly where we thought it was going to be, but we now see for privacy reasons, we don't like it or... You know, we can see the neighbor's house a little bit in a weird angle that we don't want to look into their bathroom every day when we're going down the stairs or, you know, just something crazy. So we want to move this window with your panels because they come in prefabricated. Mm -hmm. The windows are already cut out. How how do I make these changes during the build? And then how do I make the change if I want to five or ten years down the road when I'm doing a renovation and I want to change something? How do, in those two different cases, how do I make the changes? Well, it's actually really simple. And without getting too technical, um, essentially you can... Either... This audience listening to this is so smart. You can just get as technical <laughs> as you want. You get it, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm totally yeah. joking. No, no, go for it. Go. What, honestly, you just if you need a bigger window, you just cut it out. Like literally get a, a sawzall and cut it out. And then... And then and uh, then you fill in the old window with what? With, with this very high density foam uh, glue. Uh, that in, in, a, in a panel to fit it. Okay, so it got it. it actually, okay, so you get a new panel from you guys, yeah. and you insert right. it in with the glue and the foam to kind of secure it and make it kind of R-rated appropriately in the whole bit. I, exactly. Well, maybe not R-rated, but yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But it's no, there's no wind blowing <laughs> yeah, through no, there. It'll actually be even stronger than the original because the the glue foam that that they use is is actually denser than the foam itself. Got it. Okay. So yeah, so you can make changes on the fly. In fact, in some of the projects, I watch I watch them change an entire window probably in about forty minutes. Yeah, it happened uh, that one of those South Etobicoke builds or additions that I was mentioning, this this was a very, an actual change order that happened. So we went back a, year, a week later and uh, moved, moved the, relocated the window within 45 minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. Wham, bam. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. Okay, so something else I didn't ask you about is what is the exterior? Can I put a brick veneer on this to match the rest of the house if I choose? You can or put whatever you want. Yeah. So you can do brick veneer. What What are people doing? What's like the most common exterior? Hardy board. Um, what's What's hardy board? Just that like kind of wood looking cement, substance? Cement board composite. Okay. Okay. Got it. Metal. Got it. Metal. Got it. Metal siding. It's almost like, like a stucco kind of look to it or something. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Okay. Whatever. And whatever you do on traditional housing, you can do on on its. And what what we'll do is we will adjust the. Um, uh, you know what for instance if you want to the depth of the profile yeah. yeah so if you wanted to book book brick we'll have that that there so that there's right. a space to put a brick right um and if you want to put siding then you know we'll build it appropriately for that i always tell people at the end of the day go outside and look at any home you're looking at and it could be built by us yeah, got it so well. if i have a house with a certain brick that i want to match right. you'll change the depth of harmonic Mm -hmm. So to allow for a brick veneer. So really it doesn't look like anything's different if I so choose. That's right. And I know I'm going to be paying for a brick veneer on top of harmonic, which you guys might just be rolling your eyes at a little bit going, what the hell are you doing? Nothing but you know, some people yeah. are probably going to want to no. match up their house, right? Yeah. No, I mean, the, the that's not going to compromise the thermal performance because you've got a brick veneer, right? Because again, we've already... changing the thickness? No. Uh, how do you mean? The harmonic product, wouldn't I have to make it thinner to allow the brick veneer to sync up no. with the existing structure? No, not at all. Why? No. Oh, oh, how's that? Well, 
explain what you mean. Maybe I guess I'm thinking an interior wall and an exterior wall already exists. So for me to line up my extension, doesn't the harmonic product have to change its R rating somehow? Well, I, I, I see what you're like saying. Like if I have an in interior yeah, yeah. drywall wall and I'm building an extension, I want it to line up with the interior, but I also want it to line up with the exterior. Right. I only have whatever that existing amount is, like eight inches or 12 inches. So can harmonic always work with that? Or do you have to adjust a little bit to allow for the harmonic product on the inside? If well, I'm lining up the outside with the right. existing brick veneer. So again, I know this is probably a crazy question. No, it's a good question. In my head. And, and what we would do is we can build like, for instance, a proud through our profile on either the, the interior or the exterior wall. We can strap to that, to the profiles if we need to. The, that's the framing members, I should say. Um, so it, like, it really, th there's a lot of design flexibility, Tom. Yeah, got it. Okay, so yeah. that's yeah. not, so when you say strap to a proud, this just means I can hook it onto almost anything. And, and uh, okay, I, I don't know if we're still answering my question though on just lining up the- Well, when like, you're building, let's say you were gonna build the same product with a two by six. Yeah. Right, yeah. and then you're going to be at R33, right? Yeah. So or R32, I believe it is, right? And then you're going to put the brick on the outside. Um, you you have that depth. It's going to be that depth no matter what. Yeah, got you, it. You can't adjust that two by six to to account. Yeah, for got it. it. Right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, so yeah, it would yeah, be yeah, the yeah, exact, exact you're dealing with it, and through design stuff, that's okay, not gonna either be a big or. Deal. Yeah, either I or. I get it. Yeah, with yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Okay. So then, what's the so the biggest way? How are people even finding you at this point? Is it just word of mouth? And you got like Dave, you're out there kind of hustling at business. Marco, you're out there talking about this stuff. Yeah. Is that what's happening right now? Yeah. We um. So we had uh, pre-COVID. Um, yeah, we had uh, uh, kind of a. a beautiful launch plan with, that included trade shows and all kinds of good stuff. And of course, those all got canceled. So we have moved to, and I know you're a digital guy, Tom. So we, we have moved a, or pivoted a lot of our strategy to, uh, to be more digital marketing based, but that's taken, you know, six months of planning and, and kind of sure. And, yeah. and doing it's all those kind of readjustments. Royal pain in the ass, websites and videos. And it's yeah. a disaster. I, I think, I think it was a good, good, push to get yeah, there anyway for sure and and just it's gonna and you know unfortunately we didn't have those plans that could go through but we have we've adjusted and and i think that uh another bonus that's come for us is that because of of covid people are um you know building additions and and wanting more yeah. space uh in their homes and and all everything that's being passed that we've been talking about in real estate and in in our industry for so long about having those uh you know ADUs or auxiliary houses and laneway houses it all seems to be coming to mm -hmm. fruition right now and and mm -hmm. I think this is a great time to, to start bringing the product in in those circumstances uh where we have these high performance uh smaller homes and, and then from that we could take it to a bigger and bigger stuff right yeah I feel some of the, the time-lapse video you showed me of that one edition I just feel that needs to be plastered everywhere for you guys because mm. that just sells itself like mm -hmm. when you see that edition being built with these guys carrying panels like just with one hand like a pizza delivery box kind of thing <laughs> you know what I mean like when you see yeah. that then it really kind of just sells itself so I think that once that kind of gets out there I think that'll just be shared with more and more people I'm yeah. sure you have that on your website or you would about or you're about to have that on your website it's actually on the it's going to be in part of the link that we're going to uh, oh, for the show notes here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. we have a couple of. Uh, we'll repeat the there. URL, uh, but since we're talking about what's the URL right now? So it's ferrisbuildtech.com okay. forward slash Ferris, and that's F E R I S hyphen Rockstar. Rockstar. Little okay. uh, little golf clapper. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Head cool. nod okay. to okay. And we'll, if you're listening to this, we'll link to it. Just Dave, as you're seeing in the yeah. show notes here as well. So thank yeah. you for that, Scott. <laughs> I, I totally appreciate. Well, that. thank you. It's, we're we're really 
excited yeah. to finally be able to have this conversation. Yeah, I think everyone needs to know about this stuff. And I just think also for the additions that you're talking about, like on income properties, for people that are doing ad- additions on properties, and for, um, I call them laneway houses, but the, what I'm really referring to is what, I think Toronto just made some progress on them right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the Garden City? Remind me, what's the term again? I don't know why. So there's Garden I, Suite. Garden Suite. I don't know why suite, I cannot Carriage remember. Home, coach Home. Home. Yeah. Granny Suite. Lane yes. home. But, but lane home, Laneway yeah. is very specific, right? So so in a place like, say, Hamilton, where there's a limited amount of laneways, I think Hamilton's got about 170 kilometers of, of uh uh, it's very limited how much laneway they have. So, um, you know, when, when they wanted to allow this to happen in laneways, it, it only accounted for a very small sure. portion of the town. So there's been a push in Hamilton now to allow, I guess, garden suites or coach homes that, that can be lived in. And now Toronto's kind of looking in the same yeah. uh, way as well. I mean, I mean, Toronto's got a lot of laneway houses that, that can be accessed but also has a lot of garden home potential as and well. And I think, it wasn't it just this week or last week, Toronto announced something on yeah. their progression of the right. garden kind of a di- garden mm-hmm. suite home. Right. I always think of laneway home and this is where I'm incorrectly thinking about it. I'm like, oh, in Toronto, you got these little driveways. I look at it as a lane. At the end of the lane, I'm going to drop a little house back there. But I know that's not what a laneway house is, but really what I'm talking about is, I guess, like a garden suite house mm-hmm. where you can kind of plop it on the property. Typically, even even if it doesn't have a lane, even if it doesn't have a laneway, right. which is a huge for anyone who's working with income properties. To me, this is a really interesting thing, because if you can turn a single family into huge. a duplex legally and then if you and, can and add a laneway or sorry, garden suite, garden suite, what, what, yep. garden coach, house. Suite, coach, coach, house, coach house off yeah. the back. Um, this is like absolutely incredible. We have a couple investors. Uh, that we work with that have turned duplexes into triplexes by changing the garage into an approved legal kind mm-hmm. of structure. Mm-hmm. But this is a nicer way. If I can use Harmonic to quickly drop in, because I don't need all the machinery, I don't need a big kind of dig out on here, to, uh, drop in like a garden suite um, property, uh, sorry, house on my existing property, I might add $1,000 a month in income to this to, to this property by doing this thing right and yet and yet to be known the value that you you add to your actual property oh, to- yeah. totally and, and investors will get that the canadian mm. banks will take freaking 38 years <laughs> to figure that kind of stuff up so i have a couple other questions then what i don't know if we covered that do we cover the cost differences on like building with harmonic versus what do you what, i don't know what you guys call the regular kind of sticks Stick and cement. yeah what, what's the cost difference so it's a good question. It's the million dollar question, the proverbial million dollar question. So, so far we're coming out to be, um, in particular with the rising costs in lumber, we're price competitive to a traditional build. And, you know, what's a traditional build? Um, and and I, you, you know yourself, if you go out and you're either building a house or putting an addition and you talk to five different contractors, you're going to get five re- wildly different prices, right? So um, I'm not, I'm going to get to the, get to answering your question, but we also have done, uh, recently we've done, we've, we've actually been part of a few like large kind of community development proposals. Um, so these are with developers who are interested in building with our technology. For like sub, new subdivisions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Including like, and, and these are like, I think this is coming more in Canada because the building code is going to drag the industry there, whether we like it or not. And that is towards higher performance. So these these are developers who are building passive house communities, right? What's, what's that? What's a passive house community? So a passive house. Well, passive house is a standard. It's it's probably oh. the highest See the who highest you're performance. With here? I have no idea what you're no, talking no, about. No, no, no. Yeah. Sorry, uh, but, but you know, thank you. Uh, but passive house is probably the highest performance standard in Got the it. world, and that zero energy ready is kind of close to that. 
really it's about uh, it's just one of the most energy efficient um, buildings or structures that, that you can live in. It's a lot about um, good air, air good air circulation and exchange and and, and um, building tightness or building envelope tightness. So that's what passive house is in a nutshell about. Net zero energy ready is more, and this is this you're hearing this from the prime minister and like in the media now, net zero, net zero. But this is these are like um, all part of the climate action kind of change that um, that we're seeing happen towards a more carbon neutral or lower lowering greenhouse gas emissions. And so net zero is about um, reducing, of course, our energy consumption and energy requirements it all starts with the building envelope whether that's small or big it starts with the building envelope and getting a more energy efficient building i wonder envelope. how long it, so so we're going to say competitive on the price yeah that's how we'll answer that one right so yeah. i sorry i'm coming back to the, oh, okay, okay, the okay so the, so on i just want to say on on some of the, uh, a couple of these projects where our our technology has has there's been a detailed cost comparison done by developers and by their their design teams um, we actually came in slightly lower on construction compared to past compared to um, traditional material for passive house, but where the huge savings was again was on the installation time. Like we're talking months difference in building a, in building you know commun- communities, right? And, and that f- that first cost analysis that you're referring to would mm-hmm. that also include the long term energy efficiency or not? Is that, that just the build? That's not even so long term energy efficiency. You're probably going to win. Then hands down, I would Absolutely. imagine. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about lowering energy costs by fifty percent. So least. anyone building a cottage like right. in Muskoka, like, like this, this is, is like a no, this is like a no brainer. Have, right? have you ever seen anybody try to build like a cottage on an island? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like and building make, the equipment on those flatbed boats that build all all the equipment goes yeah. over like that's right. insane. pontoons that's right. and, yeah. and so imagine imagine bringing over like an entire cottage on a on a big pontoon or one barge over yeah, yeah. and your entire structure is there and and then using ba- uh, the uh, earth screws as as your foundation. The earth screws still freak me out. You got to put a video on the even if it's an animated video of mm-hmm. the earth screws. Yeah, I think that would just be a huge selling point for you guys for like the, the normal my... average Canadian who doesn't understand build just yeah. to see those pictures. Yeah, um, that's just really well, the, screw, the screws are six feet. I know tall it seems crazy. And, and, and you said you're going through limestone and they're and going stuff, through yeah. limestone. They're going through uh, granite. Uh, so they're in there and, and they're in there tight. And, and, you know, when you've got 10, 12, 14 of them, it's, it's not moving anywhere. Yeah. So for cottage, yeah, for that just seem absolute no brainer for the energy yeah. efficiencies long term and for the build itself. And, yeah. and also for people that are building in, in where there's uh, like departments of urban forestry. So, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, one big thing that stops people from building in Toronto or building what they want in Toronto is trees. You can't just dig, yeah. you know, you're, if your dream is to build a foundation yeah. and dig yeah. out your basement and have a basement. And One of my friends was dealing with a big tree in their backyard with the city mm-hmm. here in in, uh, in Oakville for, for months over this you stuff. You need a yeah. tree declaration form yeah. now. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. I would it suggest, yeah. That's what it's called, yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, would yeah. suggest that, you know, rather, because everybody thinks, okay, well, we'll put the basement in. It gives us more space, right? Um, but if you could, could actually build with the earth screws, go up. But rather than having, a, you know, a drop for a ceiling with uh, sprayed, uh, sorry, with um, uh, fo- uh, blown-in insulation, right? You, you build it up higher in a vault and then have an attic. It's 
beautiful right yeah. so you got three two and a yeah. half stories yeah. up rather than going down yeah. and then yeah. having to deal with we're just killing so used trees to going and down and that's <laughs> the thing like i think in canada the way we build is down because <laughs> you think of the winter you got to build this foundation like it's just in our mind so i think it yeah. takes people a little bit of time to think oh my gosh yeah dave you're 100 right i could just go up just go up because now you don't have to have uh you know a trust system and and you can have you can have uh, an attic space up there that that's a usable warm and as a kid attic space. ever since i watched the goonies <laughs> i wanted an oh, attic no. because i'm pretty sure one of those kids had an attic before he went out on that adventure and i always thought why don't i have an attic like what's all this insulation up there i want a freaking <laughs> attic man but uh yeah no no so i'm, I'm with you okay. just coming back to your price question again um another kind of consideration would be okay so what are we talking about we're talking about again with harmonic we're the building envelope right so again, going back to that, maybe that CMHC 2200 square foot uh, footprint example that I used, um, the average cost for for that, that footprint in Canada is $210 a square foot, and that's published CMHC data. So typically the, the building envelope is about 25 to 30% of the overall construction cost. Okay, so if you wanna, and, and so to answer your question again for the listeners, we're coming in competitive to what traditional material would be for that. If you think about that as, you know, roughly somewhere between 45 to $60 a square Got foot. It. And then to, for a builder to use regular material to achieve this passive standard or whatever mm. you talked to me about, it seems like if some builders, I feel like I'm doing a sales pitch for you right now, but I guess if some <laughs> builders just looked at the harmonic product mm -hmm. or just to open it up other i know it's your product but like products like harmonic and mm -hmm. i'm sure there's you're the only one or, or you know whatever but i just mean if builders looked at stuff like this mm -hmm. versus trying to achieve this passive standard with regular material they're probably saving themselves a big pain in the ass well I, I, so so I, I just want to use an anecdotal example here um so marco and i are part of many groups and one of the groups is in Self, the local self-help groups yes. yeah There's yeah there was no doubt we just assumed that already <laughs> we just assumed that yeah 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 i set myself up <laughs> yeah, for that yeah. one so so in this in one of these groups they they're building a passive house in the hamilton area and we've been watching it now it started about uh, i guess in it's eight weeks now it's been eight weeks and and it's great for us because because we're docking we're watching the documentation of this mm. passive house that they're building and we're looking at each other going like it's taking forever yeah, we, we could have built this to the same standard in a third of the time that they're taking and yeah, you got yeah. these poor guys putting up roof trusses in minus eight weather or minus three weather it was a couple of weeks ago and and they could have done that in like a okay day. so, no, so just on that sorry go so, ahead marco uh, and also on the perspective of the builder if it's going to take that long with traditional construction but it would take half the time to build with us then you can increase your workload and your profit yeah, you're doing more projects doing yeah i never thought about it from projects. that point of view the builder you can extend can, your season yeah you yeah. can extend uh, yeah good so point i never things. really thought about okay so then what about the strength though because just on these trusses <laughs> if i don't have the trusses in the attic holding up the roof and you're you're using the harmonic product and i'm just envisioning like two panels leaning against each other and i know they're secured properly in the whole bit but what's the strength comparable is this whole structure just as strong as the this well it, it is it is an engineered product this is an engineered structure so but i'll let i'll scott yeah. explain it more yeah no i, I was going to make that point that every everything that we that comes out of our facility right now or everything that gets installed is engineered stamped um and so to a layman like myself what yeah. does that mean 
My well, brother-in-law's an engineer. I have to ask him. I'm going to say, yeah, hey, Scott said they're engineer stamp. He, what does that mean? He, what are you doing? He, didn't you say he's a structural engineer too? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. want to talk to him. Yeah. Is yeah. he local? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's yeah. local. He's in Toronto. No, Never he, really connected the dots. I think he does a lot for the telcos though. Right. Anyway, yeah. So what, what that means is that... Um, uh, that they were, they, I mean, they've, they've done all of their load calculations, right? And I mean, they're probably next to physicians, the most, one of the most well-respected professional professions out there. God damn engineers. Yeah, I know. But they, yeah. I mean, they, you know, <laughs> we need to make the world go around, yeah, right? So, them. yeah. Okay. No. Got it. So, so some engineers are, are an engineer signing off on this, that it is what it is. And it's as strong as you say it's, it is. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and, and again, so there, we have a bunch of different profiles, right? So these are all within our what's called the the Revit design design family library. So there are, there are like literally like hundreds of different profiles. And these by by profile that's like one wall panel, right? So it's how these all go together. But the engineer signs off on that based on the load calculations that get done to say, yeah, that's that's going to stand. It's and and by the way, we didn't mention this, but we do have <coughs> harmonicas is a hurricane rated yeah. to Miami-Dade standards. Yeah. yeah, so up to, we're rated for up to 250 an hour, uh, kilometer an hour um, wind gusts. And also we meet the, the highest seismic standards, so the LA um, seismic standards. So okay. so it's it's very durable. And again, you gotta remember, <laughs> like steel is is like the, the structural component, right? Yeah, got uh, it. One day we're gonna write a new book instead of the three little pigs, Blowing down the three homes. Harmonics going to be the fourth home. Yeah, got it, got it. Can't go that, down that'll anywhere. Be and, the, and so on the roof, is it, yeah. is, it, is it shingles that I put on this roof? Again, it's whatever you want to finish okay, with. But I yeah. wanna, you would think, like, you know, if you're going to go to that performance standard. You don't need shingles? You, no, you, you actually. <laughs> well, our, our, you don't want. Well, our, our, we actually have a test structure that's been without shingles for a couple of years now. and, and It's waterproof. Well, that was, an, waterproof. that was an art. It had, it, it had a, 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 like, it had a, a um, a barrier on it so it's a waterproof membrane yeah. that goes yeah. over it and yeah. that acts as the the roof yeah but so we we would so if you want to finish with shingles then which, which of course i mean that's that's fairly common but that's going to puncture the no we, we would we would put a you'd put a board to like a okay. plywood down and, and go into that got yeah. it right the plywood of course goes into the steel again like every to yeah. your point about your question yeah, about so it's solid yeah, yeah. Um, however, like you can finish literally, you know, you can put whatever you want. So what like would you, like if you were doing it, what would you finish the roof with? Um, solar tiles. Okay. So you just put anything you want up there. Yeah. Steel. I mean, steel roof. Metal. Yeah. Metal metal steel roof. roofs are really, really beautiful. Clay. Um, yeah. The clay ones are really nice. The cost yeah. on a steel roof is going to be well, expensive. But, but, but they last forever, forever, right? Yeah. yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get yeah. it. But, but you can do coming down too, right? You know, speaking of like roofs, like I, and this is, for the Italians in the room here, but I remember the first time I flew into Italy, it was in Milan and, and just seeing all the beautiful, like, like the red rooftops and, and again, like why, uh, yeah, you know, we we, some- there's such a, there's so much more aesthetically that we see in Europe that we just don't see. It's just like kind of the lowest mm-hmm. common denominator in so mm-hmm. many ways in, mm-hmm. in uh, North America. So, so then it, 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 it's almost like, a mat like a home builder like a madami or some of the big builders tribute these guys just have their supply chains with their construction mm. crews so you know so many years of like they're doing it this way yeah. that's like moving a cruise ship 
And that's why I guess subdivisions will be like the last thing to maybe go over mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. The, I'm just thinking of their, you know, their whole supply chain setup. Like they got all their systems in place to build these subdivisions. Mm-hmm. It's all cookie cutter. Yeah. And the, the product might be inferior and um, because of building code here in North America, product, just care, the money we're willing to invest as, you know, as people into kind of housing and that kind of thing. So uh, well, it's, it's going to take some time. Here's a little perspective that how I see it. In, in a few months ago, uh, I set out to try to find communities that were being built, which perform at the same level as our basic product, which is the is Energy Star 12.7, correct? 12.6, yeah. 12.6. Close enough. Close enough, yeah. Guys, let's get this right, man. It's <laughs> yeah. 12.6 or 12.7. I don't, we'll I, I don't want we'll your audience to take me to task. We'll update the show notes on this. We'll update the show notes. <laughs> so I found I found a, uh, a builder. I'm not going to say why because I, I kind of uh, nose through their their uh, construction. I their you, guys are, you guys are spying on everybody. I, I was point. essentially yeah, yeah. spying. I went back uh, a few illegal days. Activities. And it is a net zero <laughs> subdivision. And I was stunned by the amount of work that it took in order to build this house right you you have the two by sixes then the i've never seen that amount of spray foam in one place i mean the garage the roof mm-hmm. of the garage must have had about 40 inches like sorry yeah, about 12 inches yeah, of, yeah, yeah. you know and then on the outside they had to, they had to put this two inch foam around the entire house and it just it's just like um you know rigid foam everywhere that to be cut and put into place and to, to do that takes a lot of time. Those houses cannot be cheap in order in order to, to sustain that level of of, uh, of of building level, right? So so to bring that to the common person, it's just not going to be financially viable. It's just too much work. And 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 who's got a crew that can sit around for that long to build something of that of that nature, right? So what I love about or you know what interests me in in harmonic is that you got a product that's coming out of the factory. That's already got those qualities. Mm-hmm. So all that time, those you know, you've got the the, the framers, the the people putting up the um, the OSB board, and then the spray foam, and then you got the, the and I got to think because it's coming out of the factory, it's going to be more meticulously built, right? Because it's going to be to the millimeters. Now we're talking That's about right. or to the eighth of an inch or whatever, as opposed to a bunch of trades. I worked on yeah. construction sites. I've seen what yeah. goes down on construction sites. So it's going to be a bit qual- uh, better of a build. I have a couple more questions on the financing. Well, you, you have a background in tech, right, Tom? I do, yeah. So, I mean, our, our fabrication process is computer-driven, right? Yeah. Which means that we can get to precision in the factory, which means we create the potential for precision when it's installed on site, right? Yeah, unlike when I'm putting up a piece of drywall and there's like a three-inch gap and the taper comes in and goes, <laughs> oh, am I going to put all that mud in there to cover your mistakes? I you were Croatian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I have, I, listen, I, there's definitely drywall in my blood. I didn't say I'm any good at doing the drywall. I was more of the guy that my father dumped myself and my, my brother and said, you guys pick up all the drywall scraps and bring them to the bin. That was, that was our, that was our need. You know, he would do, at 13 years old, my father just dropped me off on a construction site for summer. I was working convenience store for $3 and 50 cents. He said, you're quitting that. Come with me. Gets in the truck, drops me off at, by Centennial Park mm. at the, it was Dodge Suites, a hotel that was right oh, across the street. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was building that out and he dropped me off with a wheelbarrow and a broom and he said, go talk to the foreman. And when I turned around, he was gone. <laughs> I was 13 years old on a job site and just picking up garbage That's all day fantastic. eating by myself with was, a dumb box was he I'm paying like, you 350 i don't know if you know if he paid me but i know when he eventually <laughs> paid me he never told me to put money aside for taxes and so then i got the tax bill later and thinking what the heck is this, this is like by the time i'm 19 years old you know i never i never learned that 
Anyway, sorry, I digress <laughs> no, back. But so from a financing point of view, Marco, and I don't know if you know this, I guess from a banking side, if, if, an, if an investor is going to build a triplex or turn, tear down a property and for a single family home rental maybe and build a duplex or a triplex, banks don't really care about the structure. No, they so don't. You're, so from a financing point of view, there's nothing to be concerned of there. I don't want to say no, they don't, but for these types of builds and even bigger builds, because I'm, uh, I'm in talks with some other people that do uh, apartment buildings with... 80, 140, 170 units. And the effective age of a building is massive to yes. any REIT, to any real mm -hmm. estate investment uh, trust. So when they're going to the bank to refinance or whatever there is, you know, whatever they're doing with their project, that effective age by using a product like this and the interest that I'm receiving from some specific people is completely centered on that. So when you're giving... Uh, you know, uh, a longevity, a lifespan of hundreds of years rather than decades. From the banking perspective, that's and from the investor perspective, it's big. It's huge. So then, it's so huge. the big opportunity for investors here is anyone listening. You might think you have a property that can't have an addition to it, but with your product and and not having the need for a foundation to be dug out, as long as the city is going to permit you. You you know in your zone you're right in the right zoning category to do it. You can you might be able to add an addition that becomes an extra rental, right uh, on the side of a house or something. You might be able to add a garden suite house. It would be really cool at one point if you guys had like this cookie cutter thing that like people just could like buy from you as like a package and just drop on a property or something like that. At some point when all the mm -hmm. bylaws really get in place and we know what we're dealing with, we already had do have a, a catalog of laneway houses mm -hmm. and you and do the small yeah. homes, yeah, and I, I, that you can just pick from the catalog yeah. on dimensions and you yeah. guys will build it out and then we'll scale the dimensions. Yeah. Oh, you'll scale smart. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. You'll scale the dimensions. So we built it out to the maximum. Let's say for the Toronto market, the maximum footprint for the Toronto market. So if, and then you could scale it down to whatever footprint you have. So if I have equity in my home and it's an income property, I can refinance it, pull out some of the equity, use that equity to buy the harmonic product, drop it on the property, generate more income to pay off for my refinance. And then in a few years, I'm ahead again. Right. So yeah, and again, you can, you wh can. Why are you shaking your head like you're. you're yeah, correct. You're, yeah. Oh, I yeah, thought there was, I was missing something. So you yeah. can choose something from our one of our product catalogs, if you like. Or you can give us your design, or one that you find out there, and we'll like we, we'll easily customize it. Yeah, with, it's my laziness as an investor yeah. who's busy with stuff. I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, okay, we got this property. I don't know if you yeah. guys have something. Just can you have a crew that so can just we, build this? So we do. And by the way, one of the offers that we're gonna yeah, give you, give you guys today is um, what we're calling a, a property design build evaluation and we're going to offer some of those for free to your audience the the first ones that, that take us up on it and that's about a four hundred dollar value by the way tom um and what this will do is it's a preliminary we do a preliminary uh, assessment of um what can be built there max density setbacks zoning all that stuff uh, that one of our in-house um experts does and we will do that um for a client before they would need to go, so they can make a, a, an informed decision about how they want sure. to proceed, right? What they can build. And and then in parallel, they can be looking at the catalog or again, shop around, talk to yeah. your architect and decide what they want to build and then come back and talk to us. 
Yeah, that's very cool. Okay, so where that's really interesting. Where's the URL for that? <laughs> Is that that's the same it's URL? The same yeah, so that's that FerrisBuildTech.com yeah. forward slash Ferris dash Rockstar. So right. Yeah. So in the show notes of this episode, which is at rockstarnercircle.com forward slash podcast, mm-hmm. when you find this episode, um, we will we will have that link in there, and you're going to offer a few of those. What was it? Design build. What what did you call it? Property evaluation. Okay. Design build property evaluation. Yeah. Um, for how many people who reach out? The first ten. You sure you want to? Yeah, okay. Yeah, ten con- people. Well, I don't know. Our, we'll see if anyone reaches out. We'll it, see if you're listening to this. That's your opportunity. Ten it's people. A, it's to already. It's you already, would have had to listen right to the end of the podcast here, so you don't know who got, got it now. So that's we had great. twenty, but ten were taken already, so we got ten left. Oh, there. Yeah, there's oh, a, there's, I like it. He's this. Um, I see. Yeah. I see the sales guys in yeah. action. There, you're right. <laughs> we start. actually had a hundred. Ninety are gone. There's ten left. You there might be only five now. Listen, there's two now. Now there's two. It's done. It's done. Okay, so there's ten of these. Okay. taken away yeah yeah cool so yeah. Uh, any what else what else did you want to talk about before we wrap here any other points or did we cover the majority of it at this point i mean i i, I feel like we've uh just kind of landed on this last this last point which is um which is kind of this this emerging opportunity for real estate investors to to maximize the the the, the potential i should be letting these two guys talk to it but because they're the experts not me but we we see this as uh, as a really kind of emerging opportunity, especially like in the post COVID world, where we know people are their their work situations are changing. People are spending more time at home, and and all of that. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but we have now a product. When you're talking about you know, it'd be nice if you guys could just come in and drop something in. Well, we can do it, and we can do it in a in a very unobtrusive way, in right. a way that's not going to piss off your neighbors, yeah. in a way that also that you're gonna we're gonna be literally in and out and allow for finishing crews to come in within a matter of days, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. even presenting to the various municipalities um, because of the ease of uh, of how we build, mm-hmm. um, it makes that approval um, much more likely because we don't have a big impact, uh, not on the neighbors or even. Let's just imagine again. You're 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 saying a duplex, and you have ten, and, and it's tenanted. So imagine having to do a big construction job, traditional construction in your in your backyard to do a a coach house. It, now you're pissing them off, right? With our product, you're you're mitigating that issue uh, as well. So um, we think it's a win-win for for everyone. So what it does to your common areas or your just your your regular landscaping. Um, the the impact uh, is much less than it would be with uh, with a uh, traditional build. Be, be a you know, I just want to add in the, my perspective on it is, is investing is great and we all we want to make money we want to be good investors but we want to be ethical as well right you want you want to do things right and and I know there's some investors out there that are just going to slap it together and try to make as squeeze as much money out of it as possible I mean sure I, I mean we all want to make money but I think if, if you if you take a step back and and you do things right. Uh, you'll still make your money and you'll build up a reputation as somebody who's got who's building it right, doing it right, and, and you'll you'll see that the process makes sense, right? And, and that's mm-hmm. on that perspective of the real estate investor, but also for the homeowner, right? Because 75% of Canadians buy a home because you have to live in a home. Only 25% of Canadians surveyed say that they buy their home for the, the investment um, yeah, part sure. of it, right? You need to live in a home. So for people that now you know, want to work more from home or they have an aging parent 
um, they have a student that was going to be going off to university and now they can offer this carriage house or whatever you want to call it in their in their back laneway however way you want to um, you know classify it all these things are important but we're getting calls also for people that want their their garages to turn into or they have space in their in their backyards to create uh, a golf simulator yeah. uh, one of our clients I've wants to build a, a, a gym right cabanas so that's yeah. that's going to be something that uh, we're, 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 and that cabana thing's nice because you don't have to do a lot of, like sometimes you have to squeeze in between houses exactly. to get back there. And with exactly. your product, you're not going to need some of the bigger equipment to mm -hmm. get in there. Cause in my neighborhood, someone I'm convinced is doing the biggest cabana I've ever seen in my life. That must be a golf simulator or something that they've built because of this COVID thing back yeah. there, but they're doing it the old school way. So they've like knocked over three fences and big equipment back there. Mm -hmm. And I'm right. just thinking with you guys, that's an interesting. Yeah. Neighborhood. And then also, you know, for some people that we're speaking to, some of their, you know, backyards are already quarter million dollar landscape, you know, wonderlands in the back. And they need a new pool house or whatever mm -hmm. that, 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 you know, that yeah, thing is that they that want. Angle. You're right. And so, yeah. again, we're able to do all that without having to destroy half of it. And now with COVID and you're not able to travel, right? A lot of people do their jobs when they know they're going to be going away for a month and a half. We're going to so be able the, to do the, it. In so, a so really, you guys are going to start penetrating through addition, custom homes, additions, anyone doing cottages. And then on top of that, garden suite residences, laneway yeah. homes, carriage houses. And then I, know, I, I didn't think about it until you said it now, Marco, some of the cabanas where you already have the pool yeah. back there and you want to put in a, a thing because you can come to you guys for any footprint of anything. Right? That's right. right. And, and, and the structure can be scalable. It doesn't all have to be, you know, six inch walls. I mean, th this product can be scaled back to what, three inches if we need it to, to be, if it doesn't have to have the, the kind of quality. Scott's head. Now you put Scott, yeah. you put the, the yeah. guy who knows the details on the spot here. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, it, it, could, it could be. I mean, in that case, um, we haven't even talked about retrofit yet either, Tom. Yeah. Uh, so retrofit meaning? Re so, okay, so again, back to uh, this, you know, this this big lofty net zero by 2050, mm -hmm. which, which Prime Minister Trudeau is talking about. So how are we going to do that? Well, what they're talking about isn't just new builds. Oh, got it. But retrofitting existing housing and, and commercial stock as well. So our, our product, Harmonic, can be used for either exterior or interior retrofit. So if you want, if, so suppose you have like a, a beautiful historical building that you want to maintain the outside for, for its aesthetic mm -hmm. value. You can layer it on the inside. On the inside, harmonic. exactly, yeah. And where Dave was saying is that because you don't need the structural components so much, we can make, uh, and there's already some insulation in there, it would be a thinner panel. Like usually it's four inches, but it could be three. So you guys are like a real life Lego product that has proper structural and insulation value. It's really cool. Like there's three things that we can modify or, or adjust, right? And this speaks to the, the customization and the designability. So first is the, the thickness of the EPS. The second is the, the gauge of steel. So we can make the steel thicker or thinner. And then the on center, and you talked about this before, displaying your your vast construction knowledge yeah, there. So it's right. like you know, still <laughs> typically 16 inches on center, but it could be 20 or 24, right? Yeah, got it. Got no, it. and I'm thought I was serious by the way. Oh, you, and I'm you totally know what joking. you're talking about. I so. think I, last time we talked about, it, I talked to you about I um, put up the worst. Uh, vapor barrier known in the Toronto area, for sure. <laughs> I feel bad for some of the condos I worked in putting up that vapor barrier. Vapor yeah. And uh, right. yeah, disaster. But okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. And, and we had an interesting conversation with uh, with Andy Tran uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and he's doing some really cool stuff. 
you know, like speaking to this this kind of um, market potential and the kind of the missing middle and, and some yeah. of these like that, like that was a great conversation yeah. we had them because that's yeah. a the, like that's close to my heart. The whole idea of you know like you know in our in our real estate careers we've we've seen that the way to intensive uh, of it, to intensification has been to build these high rises and slam people or mid rises and slam people in and you know one day there's not you know there's a couple of motels in the area and then you know a couple of years later there's 5000 mm-hmm. units and it's like a whole community on it onto itself and it's a very aggressive intensification right but what we're what we're starting to witness and and it's evident in where everybody's buying houses and, and what the governments are heading towards is a soft intensification where, you know, you got a backyard house here, another mm-hmm. backyard house here, and people just start filling in mm-hmm. the neighborhoods. And it's just, it just flows and it's just more organic, right? And, that, and if it's good quality stuff too, because some of the, I think the building code changed a few years ago where I'm seeing some four-story product now here that's all wood. Whereas I never saw that before. I think it was like three story where it was wood framed. Now I see four story wood framed going up in Oakville. And I look at that particular type of build and I'm just like, I'd much rather have a different type of structure being used, um, you know, for that kind of thing. You know the kinds I'm talking about? Like the four building? And notoriously, notoriously bad on, on, um, performance, terrible in performance. So so my my girlfriend lives in one of these places. Okay. okay? I, I, I marvel in the summer. You know, we'll go in and we'll turn on the air conditioning. It'll cool things down. It'll get too cold because you know how condos get. They just, uh, the air circulation isn't as it should be. So it gets down, you know, 72. Turn off the air conditioning. Like 30 minutes later, it's at 77 degrees. It's like, yeah, what's yeah. going There's on no here? I want, I, I'd like, love to. How is these not being built properly? And so when I see these wood structures going up, I'm just still like Those amazed. ones I just, just don't like. like yeah, yeah, when when Dave and I uh, went up to Kingston to go check out the uh, the Ferris, you know, basically ground zero there, um, they had an eight and a half by a thirty five uh, foot like a, a mobile trailer, and it was one of those first warm days, sunny, uh, under the sun all day. We walked inside this thing like anything else. Like you think of a car parked out in the sun, doesn't really matter how warm, cold it is outside. If it's super sunny, it's gonna feel warm when you when you step inside. You couldn't believe that inside this unit that had been closed for God knows how long, uh, at the end of the an afternoon underneath the sun, it was absolutely comfortable to be in there. Had windows, um, you know, no real bells and whistles. Had, didn't, I don't I think, really think it had too much cladding I, either. That's, uh, I think most Canadians, we just aren't uh, used to knowing about these types of solutions. And I think and if I hadn't spent as much time in Europe as I, I have, I wouldn't know that there's like <laughs> other ways to build. Mm-hmm. I've always just been able to kind of think, oh, it's, it's like this. We're going to wrap. We're going to yep. wrap here, guys. Yep. So um, it's build with Ferris. Sorry, ferrisbuildtech.com. That's right. ferrisbuildtech.com. And to get one of those 10 design build property analysis um, things that are, you know, there's 10 available as we're speaking right now. Um, it's at ferrisbuildtech.com forward slash ferris dash rockstar. And we'll link to that in the, to the show notes. And, yeah, just, and it gets better. We're offering as well um, a pretty significant discount, but you have to go um, check out the promo code to find out what discount we're offering on our building envelopes as well. And what's so? What's the promo code for that? It's on there. Oh, it's on the website on that they, URL. Perfect. Yeah. Sorry, um, okay. Scott. Just just to be clear, these yeah. ten that are available are they anywhere? What, what zones are like? What areas are those for? Um, well, they can be, they can be anywhere. Yeah, they can be anywhere. I mean, we'll say in Ontario, um, okay. or if they're outside of Ontario, it would have to be like a and like a close to a major urban center. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. 
I don't know how, like, who's listening. We get listenership across Canada and even out of the country. And it's different countries Mm -hmm. at different times. I used to be able to tell when Canadians were traveling because I would see all different islands in the Caribbean. I'm like, why are we getting so many listens down there? I'm like, oh, it's Canadians traveling. But now I can see it because no one's traveling. I can see really where we're getting listenership. And it is all different countries. But guys, you know, Marco, Dave, Scott, thank you guys for doing this. We'll link to the show note. We'll link to the URL. Um, And I really appreciate this, guys. Thanks for taking time. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, everyone. It's Tom Kratz again. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Remember to get access to that property evaluation, that design build evaluation for it's a $399 value. The URL for that is ferrisbuildtech.com forward slash ferris dash rockstar. The URL for that will be in the show notes of this episode at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcasts. And if you are listening to this and you want some real estate information to help you decide whether you should continue buying properties by your first investment property, you can check out our population report at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. That report outlines the population growth that we have been seeing over the last 10 years in this area and projecting out based on some of the data we're picking up from the Ontario government and from the Toronto government on what they're expecting in the Toronto proper area and the GTA and Golden Horseshoe area. It's outright astonishing. So you can look at that data at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. That's it for this episode. Until next time, your life, your terms.